0: Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Uh, You guys are the best. (laughs) I learned that at Youth Conference. Uh, We stand on the chairs when the preacher's get up. You're more than welcome to join in, just don't break a hip. Um, alrighty, well, um, hey, I'm going to jump straight into the message today um, because actually I did promise the youth if they sat down the front and uh, made some noise, I'll throw them some lollies. So there you go. There's some lollies for you guys. Keep them entertained while they're, while they're going to give them some sugar. All right. Um, I'm going to jump straight into it today uh, because I've got about 20 minutes to teach you something this morning. But before I do, I just want to um, have one public service announcement of Baylife Church. We need help um, in an area in church. And one of the areas that we need help in at church is kids. So at the moment, um, our you know we have a great kids team, but what we're what we're doing we're restructuring what kids looks like and restructuring how our amazing kids um, don't only get looked after, but get taught and empowered and loved and 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 told about how amazing Jesus is and helping them with a relationship, um, their personal relationship with God. So. After the service, if anyone in the room would be keen to help out in kids, it doesn't mean you have to preach. It doesn't mean you have to um, necessarily, you know, jump around up the front. There's lots of areas that you can help in in kids' church. Come and see me and we'd love to get you involved. Is that all right? All righty. Well, this morning, um, actually, I need the table, if that's all right, um, because I have a bit of a, um, a... object lesson today. You always know when the preacher is going to use water for an object lesson, they're going to talk on... Come on, you got it. The Holy Spirit just knows it every time that the preacher brings water up for an object lesson. He's going to talk on the Holy Spirit. So today, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to do some teaching. I was a teacher for about ten years, and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm usually like super, like passionate. No, I'm not gonna be passionate this morning. I'm gonna do some teaching, and um, there's gonna be a bit of scripture in, in today's message. Um, so make sure you're writing these scriptures down, because uh, I believe that God's Spirit is so important. The Holy Spirit is so important for our Christian lives, um, and we talk about the Holy Spirit all the time. Um, but today, what I want to do, I want to teach on the Holy Spirit. Um, and the importance of us understanding who He is in our lives and the importance of, of of us being filled with the Spirit regularly. So, who has ever asked the question, who is the Holy Spirit? Like, you know, I know I'm good with God, uh, I'm good with Jesus, but who is the Holy Spirit? Give me a wave, it's all right to wave in church, yeah. I know, the, the Holy Spirit is, is, is he's, he's one of these, um, you know, characters, I suppose, or, or one of the the the, 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 the Godheads that are hard to understand sometimes. So what I want to do, I'm going to do some teaching on the Holy Spirit this morning. And um, I hope and I pray that as we come to the end of it, you're going to be like, oh, that makes a bit more sense. So let me pray. God, we love you and we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much that you sent your son and he... Um, died on a cross for our sins, so that we can have a relationship with you, and He left something even greater, and that is the Holy Spirit. And we thank you today that you're welcome in this place, and I pray that you can help us understand more about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, let's do this. Hold on to your seats. So the Spirit of God is in the Bible from the very first page to the very last page of the Bible. That in Genesis 1, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So from the very first page, the Holy Spirit has and always will be here with us. So in the Bible, when the Bible's talking about the Spirit of God, what, the, what, what the, the biblical authors are talking about, they're talking about God's personal presence. Remember, the Holy Spirit is someone that we can have a personal relationship with. It's not a force. It's not a thing. He is a personal God that wants to have a relationship with. With us, it's not like this Star Wars thing where the Force be with you, and um, you know it's just all up there. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. And the Hebrew word um, for this, for the Spirit of God, is ruach. You need to get the, kh. the kh. ruach. Can you can you can you give that a go? Ruach, ruach. So this word ruach. Um, Describes that what this word meant was describing unseen energy. So the word ruach would have been used for the wind. So it's unseen, but it has an energy, it has a force, it does something, it, 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 it moves things. And that they would have said, Hey, that's ruach. When everyone take a big breath in, feel that inside of us. That would have been. Ruach. So in the the Bible, when when they're using this word, the wind, the breath, and the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God, this is what they explained, is God's unseen energy that gives breath and life to everything. So Genesis talks about, in the beginning, there was nothing. The Spirit of God hovered over the earth. And breathe life into everything. So, the Bible um, talks about the Spirit of God a lot, and, and as I said, it's throughout the whole Bible. But what this unseen presence, this this unseen power, this personal presence of God, what 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 He did in the Bible is that He gave special empowerment to people to do specific tasks. So in the Old Testament, that you see that certain times the Spirit of God empowered people to do specific tasks for specific times, and one of the first um, one of the first evidence of this, one of the first people in the Bible we see God's Holy Spirit or the Ruach work through, is Joseph, where he was empowered and enabled. The Holy Spirit gave him the ability to interpret. Dreams, And you can read this story in Genesis 40, 41. I don't have time to to go through that today. But so one of the the things that the Holy Spirit did is that he gave power to people to do amazing things that they couldn't have done without the Holy Spirit. Another person that this happened to in the Bible is is a guy named, um, I think he pronounced it Bezalel is how you pronounce his name, Bezalel. And um, you would have just, uh, if you're reading the, the Bible, and you would have just read about this guy in, uh, in Exodus, at the end of Exodus. And basically, he was given the ability to create beautiful things. He was the chief maker of the tabernacle, and he was in charge of building the Ark of the Covenant. And if you know about the Ark of the Covenant, this is actually where the Spirit of God lived. And this guy was empowered by the Holy Spirit. We can see this in Exodus 31. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, and son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. To make artistic design, uh, for work in gold, silver and bronze, to cut and set stone in work, in wood, and to... Um, engage in all kinds of crafts. So the Holy Spirit was working in the Old Testament to give people these amazing abilities to do things that they couldn't have done. The Holy Spirit worked through David and even through Saul and a few other people. But um, one of the the, the the big ones in the Bible was the Holy Spirit empowered the prophets. He empowered the prophets to be able to to see, and and he he spoke to them about what was to come and about what what God was saying to the people of that time. And and we can see this in in 2 Peter 1. It says, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this is where this gift of, of prophecy came from. And the reason why this was important, because the prophets, they were were the ones that were saying, hey, there's something greater to come. There's something greater to come. There's something greater to come. And the prophets prophesied that the Spirit would come again, just like in Genesis, but would now come to transform the human heart and empower people to truly love God and others. And you can read this in, in Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. And this is where Jesus comes into the story. So the Holy Spirit has always been in the Old Testament, He empowered people, He empowered them to do amazing things. And he still does that today. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But this is where Jesus comes into the story: that he was conceived through the Spirit of God, who was birthed by Mary. And he, you know, you don't hear a lot about what he did between you know, the ages of birth and 30, you really hear a few stories. You know, he, he ran away and got lost, and his parents thought they lost, lost the Savior of the world. Um, I feel sorry for, for Mary and Joseph. Imagine that. I've lost the Savior of the world. Where, where could he be? Um, but we see at his baptism, at Jesus' baptism, that he was filled with the Spirit of God. And he was filled with the Spirit of God for the assignment that God had placed in him. And from that moment. You know, before that moment, he did nothing. He, he didn't do any miracles. He may have, I don't know, you know, mucked around at the dinner table and, you know, changed his, his brother's water into wine. I don't know. You know, he, 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 might, have, he might have done some, some party tricks, but he didn't, okay? We didn't read about that. Jesus didn't do any miracles before he was filled with the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit who gives us power, amen. And from that moment, we see miracles, we see healings, we see people raised from the dead. You know, we we see amazing things, amazing things, amazing things happen throughout the Bible. And that's why, um, you know, I I love reading the New Testament and reading about Jesus, about you know, all the crazy stuff that he did. It gives me faith to be like, hey, how cool is this? Because we know that the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead now lives inside of us, amen, which actually gives us the ability <laughs> to have faith to go and pray for people and see still today amazing miracles happen. So this ruach, this power, this this unseen amazing Holy Spirit gave Jesus everything He needed to live this life and to, and to out, out, outwork the purpose that God had for Him, and He was God, how much more do we need His Spirit? How much more do we need the Holy Spirit in our life? You know, there's this funny passage of Scripture in John 16, 7, and it says, uh, Jesus is speaking. He says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And first time I read that, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. What, why, it's not good for Jesus to go away. Like, that doesn't make any sense. What better would it be for Jesus to be right here with me? And I heard my mate actually say this just the other day. He said, the only better thing in the world than Jesus being with us is that Him living in us. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He lives within us. So this is what happens at Salvation. When we ask Jesus into our lives, when we ask Jesus into our life, we actually receive the Holy Spirit. And this is called the Holy Spirit, Spirit, <laughs> Spillet, the Holy Spirit indwelling within us. And we can see this in Ephesians 1:13 to 14. It says and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. To the praise of his glory. So once we ask Jesus into our life, we have the Holy Spirit. It's not like you need this special prayer. To receive the Holy Spirit, the only special prayer that we need to pray is receive the love and the forgiveness and the gift of Jesus Christ in our life. It's the only thing that we need to do. It's not like you can have God and Jesus without the Holy Spirit; they are one. So, at salvation, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, and this is this is amazing. This is great. You know, this is what actually gets us to heaven. So, there is a difference, but of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and us being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, and in, in the Pentecostal church, being filled with the Holy Spirit at times has been a very scary experience. I'm just gonna throw it out there. The people that are super fearful of being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, I talk to people like I don't want that to happen to me. You know, I've heard stories about, you know, this crazy stuff happening and, you know, heard about people running around churches with pot plants on their heads and barking like dogs. And, you know, if you grow up in the Pentecostal, you know, moving back in the day, you've you probably heard about these stories about the amazing, um, you know, things that happen. And, you know, this was this all happened because it was a move of God. It was a complete move of God. You know, there was these amazing move of gods that happened all over the world and the Holy Spirit came and changed nations and changed the world forever. But just because that happened at that time doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God is going to do today. So there was amazing, you know, I heard church services of, of people going to church and they, they literally could not drive home because I was just laughing for hours and hours and hours and hours about this amazing fulfillment of God. You know, I, I wish I was there to experience it. I was just a little young. I wish, you know, I, I got to be in those moments where this incredible presence of God was there and it was just free and phenomenal. Yeah, amazing, right? But what I'm trying to say is that I've, I've seen a generation come through and, and a lot of them can be fearful of like, oh, I don't know if I want that to happen to me, you know, and, and I and encourage them all the time. And I want to encourage you today that God wants to meet you where you're at. And he wants, to, he wants to fill you with His Spirit in a way that makes sense for you. And do you know what? If He wants to knock you over, He'll do it. But also... If he wants to make you laugh, he'll do it. we got a guy in our youth ministry, when he gets filled with the Spirit, he laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. It's amazing. It's great. But it doesn't mean that there's one formula for all. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is super important, and I want to tell you why. I'm going to keep moving. Who's ever, who has ever driven a car, on limp mode. There's this mode that happens in these cars when something goes wrong. Give us a wave. You've driven a car on limp mode. I remember this happened to me once. I got a, I got, I got a new car and I took it in to get a service. And, and, and as I, you know, got it, service, so I was driving home from like the 10,000 service or something. And the car, all these lights just popped on. And I'm like, what's going on? And literally it said, limp mode. God, is this a new function? They put a new function on my car. This is amazing. Come on, limp mode. Let's go. <laughs> the problem with limp mode is that the car doesn't go over 60Ks an hour. I'm in Newcastle driving home trying to get up the Stockton Bridge. <laughs> I nearly didn't make it. But this is kind of like what it is to be a Christian. That the Holy Spirit that lives within us but not being filled. It's kind of like living our life on limp mode. It's kind of like living our life without the power that God has for each and every one of us. It's kind of like this. So this bottle of water right here, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I might have to talk about it because I don't have three hands. But this bottle of water here can represent you and me. This is us as a person. And within this water, within this bottle, there's water, but it's not full. You can picture this as, you know, on salvation. On salvation, we can be also filled with the Holy Spirit, completely filled, um, you know, and, and, and see amazing things happen. I know people on salvation that have, you know, started speaking in tongues and, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. But it doesn't necessarily, as I said, there's not one formula for everyone. <laughs> there's not one formula that the Holy Spirit uses. So this can be like us that we we give our lives to God and, and we're on a journey of 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 understanding you know who God is and dealing with our past and understanding you know who the Holy Spirit is to us and the Holy Spirit lives within us. This is this is a guarantee there's there's water in the bottle. That's that's just the Holy Spirit indwelling within our lives. But there comes moments and this isn't just moment, I believe that it's every single day that we need to be praying to be filled with the Spirit of God. And I want to show you this in a second, but if I could open this bottle up and open this one up and tip it in. It's actually, the, that would be like the Holy Spirit filling my spirit up, filling this this, this amazing um, Holy Spirit within my life, filling it up so that I get off Limp mode, and I can start to live the life that God has for me. And I'm going to show this right now. So, the Bible um, talks about being filled to overflow, that we need to be filled with His presence so that we can live the life and live the call that God has placed on our, on our life. Remember, living, it is impossible. To live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit, impossible, absolutely impossible, to live this life that God has for us without the power of the Holy Spirit. And the reason is, is because we don't have this the the enabling. You know, we're doing it in our own strength. And you know, Romans five thirteen. This is the Holy Spirit overflowing us. It says, "I pray that God, the source of all hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace, because you trust in Him." Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, if you're writing notes, I'm going to go through a few quick points on the why. If you can give me five minutes, or I can I can get through this. The importance of being filled and continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit so we live by the Spirit and not the flesh. If you read the first half of of Romans 8, it's all about living by the Spirit and not living by the flesh. You know, it says that if we live by the flesh, it leads to death. But if we live by the Spirit, it leads to eternal life. And we struggle all the time with, you know, my will versus what God wants me to do. But I know that when I'm filled with, with the spirit of God, what happens is that I am so in tune with what God wants for me, my flesh isn't gonna be as strong. I mean, what we feed is what's gonna grow. If you feed the worldly things, you feed your flesh, your flesh is gonna grow. If you feed the things that you wanna do and feed the things that you know feel good for your life, that stuff will grow. But if we feed our spirit and 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 feed uh, and ask God continually, daily, say, God, I need your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. You know, we do not need a worship moment. We do not need someone laying hands on our heads to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, that happens. And yes, it's an amazing thing. But you can literally, daily, momently say, God, I need you right now. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. I need you guiding. I need your peace. I need you right now in this moment. And He does. And I want to show you that. The Holy Spirit, so number one is that the reason why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit is so we can actually live the Christian life, which is Spirit-filled and not living by the flesh. The second reason why we need to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit is the only one who has the power to transform lives. I personally do not have the power to transform your life, but the Holy Spirit through me can that the only way we get change in our life, the only way that these change break off, these lies get, get sp- uh, truth gets spoken into these lies. You know, the only way, I'm telling you, the only way you will ever get healing from things in your life is through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can bring change and transformation in your life. And you may have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to stop something. Or tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to see something happen in your life to change. But in our own strength, we can't do anything. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you're going to see change in your life. It's only through the enabling of the Holy Spirit that he is going to be able to work in you from the inside out. You know, we can see this. You know, the lady with the issue of blood, right? She um, she struggled with this thing and tried everything, spent all of her money to try to get healed from this. But it was only through the power of Jesus when that power got released that she got healing. It's the same thing that happens in our life. We can try and try and try and try. But it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you are going to see transform transformation happen in our life. Also, the Holy Spirit gives us guidance. The Spirit of God goes before us and guides us along a path. You know, lots of Bibles that talk, lots of scriptures that talk about that. You know, if we're not filled with His Spirit and we're not daily asking Him into our life, we can walk a track that He doesn't have for us. So it's so important that we're asking the Holy Spirit to guide us because He wants to do that. He wants to guide us through our lives and help us. Another one is that he convicts us of sin. He convicts us of our sin. And it's so good to know all the time. We need to be saying, Hey, God, what are some things that I'm struggling with right now? Help me. Convict me of that stuff. Don't, don't, not condemnation and guilt, but convict me of that so that I can change that in my life. Forgive me for that. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we get conviction of our sin. And this is the exciting one for me that the Holy Spirit empowers. And I love this. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be a witness to the world. That we cannot see our community, we cannot see the base saved without being filled with the Holy Spirit. It won't happen. Because we'll do it in our own strength. Because people aren't looking for you, they're looking for God in you. They're not looking for how amazing you are, but they're looking for how amazing God is in you. And when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens is that we can go into our workplaces, we can go into our schools, we can go into our communities being filled with His Spirit. And I preached this on Friday night, that that when we pray, that with the Holy Spirit in faith, faith leads to action. When we're in those places being filled with the Spirit, He's going to show you those people to pray for. He's going to show you those people to talk to. He's going to show you the ones that He wants you to minister to every single day of your life just as the band comes. You know there's so many gifts that the Holy Spirit has for us. He is a gift-giving God. He has so many amazing gifts. And these gifts are for the world. You know just like he empowered Joseph. Just like he empowered Bezalel. <laughs> He wants to empower you to use the gifts that God's placed in your life to go into our world and love our world and see God move. You know, there's so many gifts of the Spirit. You know, there's prophecy. Prophecy is an amazing gift. There's, 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 there's healings. You know, there's, there's speaking in tongues. And for me, you know, that's one of the greatest gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you have questions about it, come and talk to me. I can't get into it today, but it's the greatest gift that God has for you. Do you know, it's the only gift, speaking in tongues, is the only gift of the Holy Spirit that's for you. Every single other gift is for others. But when we speak in tongues, it actually builds us up. And it's our own personal love language between you and God. Remember, you do not have to do this to be saved. You don't. <laughs> but it's an amazing gift that God has for you. If you want to receive it, so how how do we how do we do this? How do we re, how do we be filled with the Spirit? We already have the Spirit of God living within us. That's salvation. But how do we be filled? And it's super easy. We just have to ask and be intentional daily to ask. You know, wake up every day, and say, "God, I need you today." <laughs> Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with everything that I need to go into this crazy world today because I want to be your hands and feet. All we have to do is ask. You know, there's definite moments. You know, if you get an opportunity to, to go to a, a Holy Spirit um, meeting, get there. <laughs> get filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when we come here in church, we're here to be filled so we can Go. That's why we come on a Sunday. We go to church on a Sunday. Let's get filled with His Spirit. Let's get empowered so that we can go into the world and be His hands and feet in our communities, in our workplaces, in our worlds. You know, we need to drink water every day because if we don't, we die. It's just like the Holy Spirit. If we, need, we, need, we need His Holy Spirit so much more. So much more. In any moment of the day, you know, you don't need to call all the Christians together and say, come on, we need to put three songs on and we need to get into the presence of God and we need to lay hands all over it. That stuff's great. I love that. And, we, and we're going to do that. And it's an amazing thing to do. But I want to encourage you. You have a personal relationship with God, a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you can at any moment say, God, I need you now. Holy Spirit, fill me. I need your guidance. I need to know what you have for me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Holy Spirit, just help me. And we can see this in, in Luke 13. It says, if imperfect, sorry, Luke 11, verse 13. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when His children ask Him? We just got to ask. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? That's something I love seeing people encounter the Holy Spirit. I love seeing people being filled. You know, I was just saying last last week at our youth camp. You know, we had you know so many of our youth been filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. It was incredible. You know, we had had young ones speaking in tongues for the first time. It was just amazing. And I love it. And the reason why it's so good is because they can't do this life without Him. (laughs) It's so hard to go to school every day and, you know, go through the craziness without the Holy Spirit. It's the same for us in our lives. We need Him. Why don't we ask this morning for the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh so that we can go. Into our worlds and be his hands and feet. God, we love you. We thank you that you did send Jesus. You sent your son to die on a cross so that we can have relationship with you. God, I pray today if there's anyone in this room that hasn't made that decision to ask you into their life, they can do it right now. It's this simple just to say, God, I love you. And I accept the love of Jesus and His forgiveness into my life. But I thank you, God, that your Holy Spirit is there for us every single day. We just ask right now, with open hearts and open minds, fill us afresh. Holy Spirit, come to this place. Fill us afresh. Let us get off this limp mode and start walking in the power, the promise, the purpose that you have for each and every one of us. God, I pray for healing, physical, spiritually, emotional healing. God, if there's been any lies about your spirit, God, I pray you just break them off today and give freedom for people to walk in the, in the power that you have for us. Walk in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. We need you, God. And I just pray that as a church, we can commit to you that we're going to continually ask to be filled. When there's an opportunity to be filled with your spirit, we're going to take it. There's an opportunity for the spirit to move. We say, yes, move, God. Move, God. Move. Because we need you more than we need water. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was awesome, Chris. That was so good. We're just going to close the meeting this morning now. It's just um, that was such a great word. And as we go, just, yeah, what Chris was talking about today, like just lean in to the Holy Spirit. It's just such a great word, Chris. It's just fantastic. And we need the Holy Spirit, don't we? We need Him every day. So this morning, we're just going to finish. If you would like to, don't forget to collect your children. Uh, there's coffee out there if you want to talk to me about life groups come and see me and don't forget we have vision sunday next sunday and see mick if you want to be a barista this morning amen have a great day